Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Dr. Anna Karen, and we are living in paradox, a place where awakening souls seek challenging answers. You know, as well as I do, that the common narrative needs an upgrade, and that to heal ourselves and our environment, we need a new way of living. Here we will move beyond the either-or thinking that keeps us so divided and step into a worldview of both and, thus embodying a life of connection that has room for everything. I offer you these imaginings and insights, these heartfelt conversations and challenging ideas as encouragements to take your next step and then another, as together, we create a happier and healthier world. Take a deep breath, relax, and let's dive into paradox. Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Anna Karin, and we are exploring paradox. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, for showing up here, for uh, being available to engage in these questions. And I, I just want to lay down a little bit of an, my intent with all of this. Um, definitely super interested, super engaged in exploring paradox, the, the both and option that we all have available to us. And, you know, sharing little tidbits and other information as along the way. But also to really invite community, invite tribe, invite co-creation. I'm, I'm really feeling drawn to see if there are, see who else is available for that, you know, who might be looking at life through a slightly different lens and, and wanting to connect with others that are doing the same. And of course, you know, all the contact info is at the end and in the show notes and all those places. And I really, <clears throat> really invite you and really encourage you to reach out to uh, see what's possible. So yeah, so here we go, going to dive in. I have been contemplating ordinary greatness. Talk a little bit towards contemplation at this moment and for me, it's it's really a way of engaging. And one thing that's really helped me is a, um, a lovely little book by Richard Rudd called The Art of Contemplation, A Gentle Path to Wholeness and Prosperity. And in there, he talks about contemplation in a lot of different ways. It's, it's not a very big book. It's a super easy read. And he talks about mental contemplation emotional contemplation, physical contemplation, among other things. And it really has given me a framework to engage these, you know, somewhat esoteric ideas or esoteric energies and process them through myself and my way of looking at things in a, you know, a useful way. So I'll, I'll drop his contact information into the show notes so you can uh, check him out. He's also the author of The Gene Keys, which is quite a volume, and also 
incredibly, incredibly interesting and useful and uh, highly recommend both. So back to ordinary greatness. Ordinary greatness. You know, really, this has not been an easy engagement for me. I've been, I've really been plum, you know, going into some places, some deeply held beliefs and, and covering things that I, I guess I have to honestly say I didn't realize were there. And, you know, one of the things I've really noticed about Paradox in particular, and this one specifically, is that, you know, we all get so many mixed messages. Um, You know, is it okay to be ordinary? Is it okay to be great? What does it mean to be ordinary and great? Is that possible? And one mixed message I got, I actually got from my mom, as I look back on my history here. And she wanted me to, you know, be somebody. You know, she really wanted me to be a doctor. So I became a doctor of chiropractic. And uh, that's not to say I didn't enjoy the journey and don't highly value that. But I'm not sure that, I don't know. I don't know if I would have ended up there without her nudging (laughs) without her really let's just say it her expectation that I in quotes make something out of myself you know that I utilize my skills and talents in a in a you know a big way but the the mixed message part was is that for the vast majority of my childhood she was a homemaker and again nothing wrong with being a homemaker in fact she had her hands full there was three kids and the whole household and everything that was going on in the world and all of that so while she you know kind of raised me to be a doctor she trained me to be a homemaker cuz that's what she was that's what i saw day in day out that she did so i i can see inside of myself where this conflict of you know, kind of wanting to have like a really simple life and, you know, take care of people simply and, and, you know, ordinary. And yet overlying that or all through that is also this sense of like, I really should be doing something great. I should be out there. I should be, (laughs) I should be doing a podcast. I should be putting myself out there and, you know, helping people and, you know, he, helping people heal and giving, you know, giving people resources and, you know, so, and yeah, at the same time, while I'm doing that, I'm always thinking, well, wow, this is like complicated. Wouldn't it be great if it was just simpler? <laughs> so I, I recognize that conflict inside myself. And, you know, that question, you know, is it okay to be ordinary? Is it okay to be an ordinary doctor? Do I not, or do I have to be a great one? Can I just be an ordinary one? And uh, and how can that be great? And what does it even mean to be great? You know, because I also got the message, don't be self-important, you know, don't be arrogant, don't be, you know, thinking you're hot stuff or anything, because, you know, that's not good either. So somewhere in there lies an authentic expression 
an authentic expression of my care, an authentic expression of, of sharing resources and ability to support people and and also to care and support myself, you know, to not live a totally crazy, over busy life so that I can be kind of calm and still and quiet and ordinary. And so, you know, I was like, I don't know how what that all brings up in you, but I'd love to hear. So drop me a line. But up for me this past week or so. I mean, I just love how synergistic life can be. <laughs> Another place that showed up for me was I'm doing a um, a songwriter's pro- process with the Brothers Corin, the amazing Brothers Corin, and I'll I'll drop their information in um, into the show notes too. So if you want to get in touch with them, they are um, they're offering just these amazing processes for getting in touch with your 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 authentic songwriter and your authentic voice. But anyway, part of their process was was a bit of a questionnaire. And one of the questions on that was, what public figure do you admire the most? So I was contemplating that. And I realized, you know, I don't really, can't say I really admire public figures because I don't really know them. Most public, in my opinion, most public figures are, you know, they're presenting something. They're presenting a certain facade. They're presenting a certain persona. They're presenting a certain energy that, you know, I don't know that's who they really are. And so it's a little hard to tell, you know, if I would admire them or not. Um, I, I can certainly admire work that people do, but I'm not sure if I, if it, totally extrapolates to that person. So I started really looking at that and like, who who do I admire? And again, it kind of comes down to that ordinary greatness. You know, I admire the grocery checker who takes the time to actually engage with me in that process. You know, I say, hey, how's your day going? And they actually answer me. <laughs> and they we start a little exchange and and brightens up my life. Hopefully that brightens theirs too. Um, you know, the people that are taking care of business, you know, going to work and taking care of their families and doing what they need to do to get through the day. To me, I have huge admiration for that. Um, Like my friend Susan, she's in, you know, she's in the last throes of acupuncture school and it's not a super great setup for her, but she is giving it her all. She is really you know, contributing everything she has into that process. And I know she's going to be a great acupuncturist. She's just that way. But, or my friend Cheryl, who's a real estate agent, who really, really struggles with doing the best for her clients, you know, in, in a world where not everything always lines up and not everybody's as honest as she is. And she, she has such a huge integrity and huge commitment to taking care of the people that she's assisting in that way and and those are those are the things that I find true admiration for and uh, you know we can I mean you can look at somebody who's you know making a ton of money and and you know hopefully their con- contribution is in in uh, proportion to that and but often not often not the uh, public figures and so to speak that are 
you know, gifted with a lot of fame and fortune aren't, aren't necessarily using that for the best. So many are, so many are, but it's not, not universal. I just invite you to take a few moments and really, you know, let that sink in. What is, what, what does that evoke in you? Who do you think of? What situations? And how does that relate to how you live in the world? I think we just take for granted that are perhaps considered ordinary, but are in fact amazing, are amazingly great. Um, I, I just heard the other day that if you took all of the DNA in your body, you know, all the, all the DNA strands in all your cells, all your trillions of cells, and you laid it end to end, it would actually go from the earth to the sun six times back and forth. That's really far. I mean, I can't even wrap my head around how far that is, but that is a lot of DNA. And that DNA basically gives you access to all the processes in your body that need to happen in order for you to be alive. And we just take it back to the embryo where 250,000 cell divisions happen every second as the embryo develops. That's 250,000 cell divisions per second. Now that is almost impossible to wrap your head around. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm astonished. And that, that process is somehow guided <laughs> by innate intelligence to become a person to become you, to become me from one cell, one cell that came half from your mom, half from your dad. Unbelievable. Talk about ordinary greatness. And then, you know, then you have that body, that body that grows from a tiny little baby into an adult, somehow knowing how to do that. <laughs> All along, breathing, digesting, healing. It's like a miraculous everyday ordinary process in the body called homeostasis, where the body is constantly, all the bodily functions are constantly seeking balance and wholeness. And you could actually almost say that disease is that natural body's function of seeking balance seeking balance in a less than optimum environment. Disease processes are actually, the they're just, your body's just trying to adapt to the circumstances it finds itself in. You know, what food it's being fed, what air it's being breathed, what water it's drinking, all those things. You know, how much exercise, sunshine. And then there's all the toxins in the world, obviously, all the physical toxins that come from chemicals and things like that. There's the, the energetic toxins from EMFs and 5G and all those kinds of things. And there's emotional toxins from perhaps you're, I don't know, in a job or in a relationship that's less than ideal. And it's challenging you. It's stressing your body, stressing your being.
And healing is really just identifying and then resolving those stresses somehow so that homeostasis can prevail and function can be returned. And I mean, if we just look at the cycles of nature, I live in a beautiful place. I feel very fortunate that I can be outside and hear the birds and the sunshine and trees and I'm close to the ocean. And so just kind of really have the opportunity to intake the beauty of nature. And I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do that as well whenever you can. But the cycles of nature are so astounding. Like just think about composting. I don't know if you have a garden, but I do. And composting is kind of a lot. It's really fun, actually, because you can just throw all this stuff together and, you know, you keep mixing it up and eventually, you know, stuff that was, you know, maybe not what you're really looking for, (laughs) scraps and weeds and other kinds of things, turns into dirt. And that's a function of the bacteria and the funguses that are obviously everywhere. And imagine if those bacteria and fungi did not do their job, there would be no breakdown of anything. There would just be, you know, we would be buried in stuff, organic stuff. None of the, nothing that ever fell over would decay. No body would ever break down. Um, That would be really weird. And so there is, the ordinariness of bacteria and fungi, they're everywhere. But what a great function they have. And thank goodness that they're doing that. And then you can just imagine all the bacteria that are in your gut. I mean, there's a lot of attention on the microbiome these days. And and if you're not aware of that, then there are all kinds of bacteria and fungi and even viruses that live in your digestive tract. And if they didn't live there, you wouldn't be able to assimilate the food you eat. Helps in the breakdown and helps in the the changing of one substance to another. And I mean, the most incredible thing is that there are bacteria that break down plant material and actually create essential fatty acids, things that your body can't make things that your body needs in order to survive and be nourished. And also, (laughs) happily, 70% of the serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter, which is a neurotransmitter that is called the happy hormone, 70% of the serotonin in your body is produced in your gut by the bacteria that live in your gut. And in fact, if you were to break it down, there are way more. I should actually I should look up exactly how many, but there is a huge proportionate more of bacteria cells in your body than there are human cells even. So what an amazing, ordinarily great relationship that is of ordinary greatness. Is it, is it okay to be ordinary? And what does my ordinary look like? Is it okay to be great? And what does that look like for me? 
And more importantly, can I find the both and, the balance, the harmony in those two places? Keep you posted. This type of self-reflection resonates with you. Please, please do connect. Drop me a line. There's so much happening in the world right now. And we each have a part to play in it. And I know for a fact that there is a coming together happening where people are reaching out and connecting with like-minded, like-hearted souls for a greater contribution, for a greater offering to explore co-creativity. And I, for one, am totally up for that. So please get in touch if you like. And so as we draw to a close here, I will leave you with something near and dear to my heart. And that is the understanding that the only thing that doesn't have an opposite, the only thing that is not somehow bound in this world of contrasts is love. Love does not have an opposite. It can be absent. It can be denied. It can be ignored. But it is, in fact, (laughs) non-paradoxical because it is all it is. It's everything. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you again in Paradox. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Living in Paradox podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at dranakarin.com. That's D-R-A-N-N-A-K-A-R-I-N.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you in Paradox.